I'm Kim and here with Mary today, we are doing our Friday favorites, which every Friday we try to come on and talk about one of our favorite books or toys or games, something that we like to use with our own kids or with kids in speech therapy. We want to talk about why we love it and then also how we use it to work on some speech and language skills to give you some ideas to do at home. Today we're doing games. So what did you bring for your game today? Today, I brought a game that I love playing with my kids, but also with my speech therapy students, and that is Spotted Junior. And this is the animal edition. There's actually several different types, but this is a great one. It says for players ages four and up, honestly, I would say three, three and up could could do this in just a little different way, but it's really a fun and quick game. And so it comes in this nice little tin. I love a good compact game. Also, because I've been, Kim and I both have been checking out, you know, traveling a little bit to patients home or where they are at their school. This has been a great one to just stick in my bag. It doesn't take up a lot of real estate, but especially with the feeding kiddos that I see. Sometimes I just want to play a quick game, a little icebreaker. And this is a great one that can be kind of as quick or as long as you would like to play it. But okay, Spotted Junior. It's a cool little game. It's just this deck of cards like you see. And on each card, there are animals. And I do not understand the math behind this, but somehow when you pull up two cards, there is only one animal that is the same and matching on any card. Given any two cards, there will be one animal that's the same only. And so it's really fun. Yeah. So then you like get to Kim, can you find the match? You see him? <laughs> I do. Yes. So it, it's a fun little game. And so like some are big, some are small. Some are like different orientations around the circle. You flip them over at the same time. And this is kind of how I play. I just flip over the two cards. Then we each look at it and it takes us a while. And then I just do like spot it, kind of like slapjack or something, you know, Mm -hmm. spot it. And then we like slap the card and we say, oh, it was the horse or it was the, gosh, I'm going to have to look at these two for a second. And what's the same, the starfish on these, but it actually takes a while. And it's a fun game too, that the playing field is a little bit more even if you're playing with adults and like kids or gosh, like nine-year-olds or something. I mean, they give me a run for my money with this game. So I think that's kind of a fun level. And you can also play where you have kind of a central deck and then you split the deck also with you and then whoever's playing. So it says two to six players, but then you're trying to match, be the first to match your card with the central deck. So that's a fun way to play too. If maybe you have a group of people or kids playing, but it's also one that I bring, Kim and I have talked about restaurants and being prepared with your children at restaurants or waiting rooms. This one is always in my bag. So this is just, it's small, it's fun. It's like, hey, I don't know how many minutes we have, but let's play a quick game and a little challenge. And yeah, it's really fun one. Cute, cute little game. I like that. I have that also, which is funny because Mary and I usually show up with a few games to see what we're going to bring in. I have a backup, but I also did bring Spotted. Oh, oh, I have Mine is not the junior. Yeah. 
but I like spot it because you can also just turn over one card and play it as I spy if you want it. I like because sometimes it's not as busy as some of the I spy cards, the pictures, there's not a ton on one page or one little circle. And so you can play it different ways, but I like that game. I love that you had that, Kim. You're right. Sometimes we have the same and then sometimes we're just adding to our own Amazon cards. But that means it's a good game. It is. It's definitely an MVP. Okay. So what did you bring today, Kim? So my backup in case we brought the same game, which I love this one too. It's charades for kids. So there's a million ways you can play charades. You don't even necessarily have to have, you know, the boxed game. It's a timeless game, but I love this when I think about it, when the concept of when we're in a speech therapy session, I'm thinking a lot about those imitating actions, some of those early pretend play. But the reason I love these cards is so you have a deck of cards just like this, and then there's a timer. I never play with this, especially early on when we're really in that teaching phase. We don't use the timer. If we're going to get down to actually playing by the rules, we'll use it. I think with any game, you have to think about teaching it first. But I love these little cards because they have a picture at the top. So for your non-readers, they're not going to worry about two or three. Like number one, it shows the pictures. This person's drinking. This is a picture of a pig. Here's somebody ice skating. And so they can really go off the picture. For your readers, they can choose one, two, or three, which one they want to do. I'm going to talk about two different ways to play it. If it was just myself and a child playing and I'm teaching it, I'm going to be going back and forth. So I might pull my card first. It's a pig. I'm going to act like a pig and see if they can guess what I'm doing. So it's also one of those things where if you're working on descriptions, you know, I guess you're not going to be describing it, but they're going to have to think about like, okay, I'm watching what you're doing and kind of be able to take those clues and give me an answer. So I'm going to do it. And then I'm going to take their card and I'm going to help teach them how to do it. So maybe they have, well, another animal, a cow. We might talk through how would you pretend to be a cow? If you want to use sound effects as you're teaching it, you know, they might say, you could say moo, but as they get that idea of, we're really going to try to act it out without sound effects, you know, you might do the motion of milking a cow or Mary, what else can you think of? How would you be a cow? (laughs) Try Um, to do something. I don't know. Yeah. But that's, what's great too, is you can help them talk through that. It's that back and forth. Hey, what could we do to describe this? If we weren't going to use any words, this one's feeling cold. So you could talk about how you're going to act like you're feeling cold. So this is just a great way. And, you know, maybe they're just going to imitate that, but you're teaching that concept. I mean, it didn't take long for whenever my, one of my boys was not reading yet to be able to pick up a picture and figure out how to do that. It makes them feel really successful too, because they're playing it without needing my help. Eventually when you have two kids, you can kind of be the facilitator and maybe they don't want to do the one that is a picture, but you might tell them, the other two options and they pick one. So maybe they want to do eating popcorn and see what they come up with. 
You can just be that person that's facilitating between the two kids playing. I just think it's a fun game. You're, you know, it's working on actions. One of them's skating. So pretending like you're ice skating, there's lots of different language happening in this, but it's in game form. And it's just a fun, it's a fun game to play, especially if you're doing it with family. It's something that the younger kids can really play, but it's still fun for the rest of the family and the older kids to guess. And then they're also being models and examples of how to act some of these things out. The younger kids are going to remember next time when they get that card. So it's a fun one. Oh, I like that. I was just, my mind was just going as you're talking, Kim, because I was thinking the game of charades is actually a really good teaching tool to talk to kids about how your body language is also speaking, you know, like in talking about how you can communicate by your body language and feeding therapy. I talk a lot about their body language of when they see a new food and they're suddenly like all fidgety. And like, Mm -hmm. when I talk about how, Oh, wait, you're telling me something that you're nervous, but that would be really cool to play charades. If you have a kid who's struggling kind of communicating that emotional regulation of talk about, Hey, how much easier is it when I can just say it's a cow, you know, if we're just guessing, like, are that you're eating crap? Are you, what are you saying? Are you a, you know, if you're on the other end of it, it's really hard to guess because you're definitely using a different type of language. You are, you're using your body language when you get to that point of playing and you're not going to use the sound effects anymore. And you're not going to use any words at all. And you're only acting it out, which is the true way to play charades. <laughs> but again, sometimes you have to modify it and teach when they're younger. It's teaching a lot in game form. And that's why I really like using games Because when you're working on concepts and then you try to transition into something that's a little bit, it's still structured, you're setting it up, but they're playing. It's just a great way to start practicing carrying over some of those skills that you've been teaching or working on. So it's a great one. Well, thanks for listening to our Friday favorites. And I hope you guys pick up Spot It and Charades. These are fun ones. Thank you.